another special Christmas edition of Four Guys in a Comic. And I know that my Santa is pretty cheesy over here. Maybe one of the other guys can do a better one. Come on, let's hear it, guys. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> no, I didn't hear Nova. Nova, where are you at? Red Skull's just turning into Red Skull at this point. It's not even <laughs> Santa anymore. He just went into maniacal stuff. <laughs> Oh, man. Nobody well, didn't it... hear yours. You're going to get singled out right now. Let's hear it. Yours was like a raspy ho. Ho, ho, a rasp... ho. <laughs> a raspy ho. Yeah, I mean, you ho. talk about Red Skull making a monocle, uh, uh ho, ho, ho. You wouldn't, I mean, think about it. Is Santa Claus really on the up and up? Because I, even my kids today, they're like, Papa, you know, if you think about it, you know, Santa Claus is kind of not too good. He's a stalker. I'm like, well, what do you mean he's a stalker? They're like, well, you know, think about it. You know, he watches you while you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows when you've been bad or good. And he's like, he kind of stalks you. He is the ultimate stalker, I guess. Yeah. He's the best he is at what he does. He does. Bob. Well, I'm done with Christmas. I'm not celebrating Festivus from now on. <laughs> Give me my iron pole and my feet of strength. If anyone gets that reference. Um, hit me up on Twitter. I'll be your new friend. <laughs> First person that can tweet uh, Nova on that can win maybe a little prize. How does sure. that sound for a little holiday spirit? Holiday cheer spreading it everywhere. Well, guys, you know, since it is the holiday season, okay, we are going to do something on a holiday comic, okay? Oh, pray tell. What is it? What is it? It's going to be... JSA number 55. And this was actually a suggestion from our own Nova. Go figure. And yeah, it was it was pretty good. But um, we're going to, you know, old school four guys. We used to review the comic every so often where we'd all read through it. And we'd all talk about it and stuff. So we're going to bring it back for one night. Maybe once a month. If this goes over well, it may go into the next month. We'll have to see how many uh, how many people actually dig this. But... For yeah. the holiday season, because what Christmas is tomorrow, we are going to all read through JSA number 55, which was a holiday issue. Um, tell us about the cover a little bit, Nova. Well, the cover is quite nice. Um, it's just got Alan Scott as Green Lantern with his little Santa hat on. And, of course, uh, Wildcat sitting on Santa's lap with a little <laughs> list of demands, I guess. And there's just a little <laughs> girl whispering, wow. Catwoman needs a shave. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's just a fun cover. You can tell yeah. right away that it's not going to be a serious issue, like a oh, pro yeah. progressing story. It's just a nice little um, a, a breather, really. Yeah. Yep, yep. But yeah, I'm written by Jeff Johns, artwork by Leonard Kirk. Um, starts off with like a little. I guess he, we got we got our JSAers flying: um, Hawkman, Green Lantern, Wildcat, uh, the Flash, Jay Garrick. And they're just flying and having a good time. This is what I love about the JSA is just they're such good buddies and they're always joking around and having a good time, especially Wildcat, um, him and his bourbon. He smells bourbon all over the place. Mm -hmm. 
how old is Wildcat as a character? He's pretty old. He's gotta yeah. be like, yeah, he's got to be pretty old. It, they, it's kind of was... weird. They, they've well, all had stuff happen to them, like uh, de aging somehow and all this you know comic nonsense. But... but he was a Golden Age character, wasn't he? I'm pretty sure. I mean, he's one of the original JSA folks, so he's uh, yeah. He's a... He kind of reminds me of like a mix of Daredevil and Wolverine. Yeah, yeah. He's yep. uh, he's just his first appearance was uh, 1942, created by Bill oh, Finger wow. and Irwin Hansen. There you go, Finger Man. Cool. But yeah, um, they're just flying through the sky. They're just having a little chat, really. Uh, and then you see, like, you know, like I mentioned, Wildcat mentions, "Oh, what do you got in that eggnog bourbon cognac?" And Flash is like, "Oh, Joan makes it with cinnamon, cream, and sugar, Wildcat." And it's like, dude. You golden age character. Like, he's like, and Wildcat's like, oh yeah, that's right. You guys burn alcohol fast because you're a Flash. And he's like, actually, I never liked the taste of it. <laughs> it's very like 1950s. Like, uh, it almost reminds you of like a 1950s like PSA commercial. Like, <laughs> don't drink, kids. The Flash doesn't like the taste of it. It was yeah, it was pretty humorous. Drinking's yeah. bad. <laughs> and Wildcat don't calls do it. About, Wildcat calls him out. He's like, Corrigan and Nelson look like Cheech and Chong next to you, wet blankets. Yes. Um, <laughs> I love that, too, because anybody know who Corrigan is? I do. Let's see if rest of your red know. Mm-mm. No. Jim Corrigan was one of the Spectres. And yeah. I, ah. I, that's the, that's the run that John Ostrander did with Tom Mandrake that I'm an absolutely in on in love with is uh, the Corrigan run. And it's spectacular so like when i saw that i was like ah! i got like super excited just because i i just love the specter but did you plan that out nova you read this before, no, no. i mean the specters shows up in the jsa constantly he's uh he's one of their buddies so uh i, I didn't plan it but uh, it wasn't really that surprising for me cool point but yeah for that. we get a little uh we get some christmas spirit in the next few pages some we, we get to see good old saint nick um, so yeah. we're getting all this narration about, like, um, you know, oh, stuff about doing this job every year, a.k.a. being Santa. And then, you know, being uh, being Santa Claus pulls over to get this family who seems to be stuck on the road and nowhere to go. It was cool, you know? It gave you that Santa, it's like, goodness vibe. But, I mean, yeah. like, yeah. who would have known, you know, that uh, the guy at the department store that he worked for would be such a Scrooge? Mm. Yeah, big surprise, eh? Corporate yeah, no, guy. Right? During Christmas, the only one who's like not in the mood at all. But you know, and Santa the, was cool. Yeah, and the Santa robbers. Yeah, wearing their Santa, <laughs> you know, that was, Santa masks. That that was something that uh that killed it though. Like I I mean I was like, all right, so we're in the department <laughs> store. What's the worst thing that could happen in a Christmas? And it's robbers. And you know, yep. I really got that kind of I don't know why. But I kind of got like a early '90s like Home Alone vibe. Even though this came out in like '04 or something like that. Yeah, yeah. 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 But I mean, like, it, it was really like a '90s kind of story to me. Like those action movies or anything else from you know, Point Break. Lady. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. There you go. I yeah. mean, dang. but um, you know, it's crazy. You know. Right then and there, you know, you got the Santa robbers pulling out the guns on them, telling people to shut up and stuff. And Santa's like, you're not going to harm these people. 
And then I would have never guessed um, who Santa ended up being. Yeah, I mean, Santa just Yeah, I didn't see that coming. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's not that unusual in this day and age, I guess, but... um, Well, yes. I did did like... (laughs) I did like when the JSA swooped... Oh, well, I guess, yeah, we... Well, for no, those that can't see the pages, who was Santa? Oh, you gotta wait because we haven't gotten to it yet. Technically, yeah, we're yeah, still yeah. in this big fight scene with the JSA you coming in. You, you need to cool your jets, Red Skull. Well, I was just gonna say, come on. You know yeah. what? You don't need to end up being on the naughty list this year. I'm sure you already are, but the Red Skull, of course, he is. You're a mean one, Mister Grinch. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, who steps in to uh, save dear old St. Nick, the JSA, who actually turns out is on their way to uh, to see this St. Nick. Mm-hmm. Um, I, love this... the, I love the panel of the robber being hit by uh, the Santa Claus from the, the Green Lantern ring. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's, um, I, I like a lot, like the, the Green Lantern ring, I don't know, I just, I, I like Alan Scott a lot because... And you see it in this um, in this panel as well. They have this great page here where they show like each of the J- the JSA characters taking someone down, and it's got like a like a little, I guess you know, a little blurb about them. And uh, yeah, it's just like oh, if you you look at the Green Lantern, he's all serious, but he's still a child inside. If you look at the things he's making, and it's like he's making snowmen and stuff. Snowman who's like sort of <laughs> hugging this guy from me. I mean, um, oh, yeah. It was really. I, I really enjoyed that page uh, personally, just because I, I do like those characters a lot, and um, just made me want to reread the whole Jeff Johns JSA run again. All three I was of gonna them. say, you know, I'm starting to read this Hal Jordan one now, and I see this uh, is Alan Scott, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, who's this guy? Yeah, he's great. Yeah, but yeah, we see. So it turns out that Santa's a lady. Uh-oh, kids. Spoiler alert. Sorry. <laughs> it turns out it's Ma Hunkle, who, um, kind of, uh, I guess not a lot of people know who that is. But... No, I had no clue. I'm not even yeah, going to she... lie. I had no clue. <laughs> well, they tell you. So who did we find out she is or was? One of the original members. Yeah, she was like the the original Red Tornado, which was just really a woman with like a bucket on her head. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's cape. all it was, just a bucket, a yeah. bucket and a cape. Oh, like who knew, right? And a pair of with welding like, gloves. With like, <laughs> it looks like just red paint sort of dropped onto a shirt, and that was the Red Tornado sign. But yeah, she's like the, you know, she's that 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 grandmother that everyone has who's just like oh here's your you know here's your hot chocolate and i made you this because i knew you'd like it oh there's bourbon in this hot chocolate wildcat that one's yours stuff like that um and she does end up being in the rest of the the jsa book as jeff johns keeps writing it and she's a great comfort to a lot of the people um which we see i like this moment where she they're all talking about what they're doing for christmas and she's like and Grant's gym is having another community Christmas dinner for the homeless. And you look at his face, he's like shit-shocked because she just made it up on the spot. Everyone's like, yeah, that's a great idea. And uh, Wildcat's <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, that's, uh, yeah. that's what planned. <laughs> How'd you know? Yeah, anyway, um, 
Yeah, I mean, it was a very, uh, a very heartwarming issue for me. Anyway, I don't know about you guys. Uh, just, you know, just a feel-good issue, um, which does coincide with me with, uh, you know, the whole Christmas spirit and being, you know, the holiday with the family and those closest to you. So, you know, one panel in there I have to mention that I absolutely loved was, you know, Jay was talking about how he wouldn't believe about Bart's Christmas list. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and how he had literally had to run to every toy store in America and a few into Japan just to help get the toys that he wanted for Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, Great. that's a flashlight. That's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can I mean, see you can relate there, uh, Red Skull. <laughs> yes, I can. I'm sure you're uh, taking your hydro carriers everywhere, right? Yes, I'm. I'm kind of like that, you know. Uh, God, what's that movie? Jingle all the way, you know. Gotta hit every toy store to find that Christmas gift. <laughs> the real Turbo Man. Yes, the real Turbo Man. <laughs> they're actually coming out with Turbo Man toys this year. Like they're, uh, they've actually made the Turbo Man dolls again. Interesting. Very cool. In case anyone's interested in an Arnold Schwarzenegger Turbo Man doll. It's Turbo time. <laughs> they're sold out. All you can get is booster. Yeah, so all you can get is booster and uh, God, what's the other? And uh, oh God, what's the bad, bad guy's name? With the big uh, brain. Oh God, yeah, oh. I can't remember. I haven't seen that movie since last year. It was Sinbad. Sinbad. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's funny. Fun issue. Yeah, no, it was a really, really fun issue. I even like at the end there, whenever they're going through the whole like museum thing and everything. That's pretty cool, too. Yeah. yeah. So if you're looking for a nice, fun uh, Christmas read, pick up this one and check out our other recommendations in this podcast. You'll enjoy. Now, I think that uh, we might be hearing some sleigh bells in the distance, and that might mean that we might be on to something else. Someone might be joining our show soon. <gasps> oh, oh, Santa Claus? No, I think it's just live or die. Oh, just. That's even better. <laughs> what is that I hear? Is that is that is that live or die? Hey, hi guys. We have live or die on with us as I'd well. I'd love as... to follow up on it, but. <laughs> I just wanted to sing Jingle Bells, Batman Smells. <laughs> Who Robin doesn't like that egg? egg? The Batmobile lost its wheel. And the Joker, Jessica. Hey. Oh, is that the words? I thought he, I thought he got laid. I, is that by the words? Of well, I'm trying to keep this PG. <laughs> oh, this okay, is yes. the, This is the holiday Christmas Hanukkah happy kwanzaa everything in between pod. the holiday the holiday pod so you're all probably sitting back y'all finished opening up your gifts the kids are running around and you're just like oh i gotta listen to some four guys yes. <laughs> that's exactly what people are thinking <laughs> <laughs> after a long day of wrapping paper you want to sit down with these four gentlemen oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh man, man well if oh, man. you are taking so, the time to listen to this we do appreciate it yes yeah. yes we do but we don't, are. don't put off your family just to listen to us ramble <laughs> well we are their family right <laughs> <laughs> coming to you i mean 
I'm in somebody's bedroom right now. <laughs> oh my god! Like, stop. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, happy holidays. Yeah, that's the eggnog guys. talking right <laughs> there. Right there, <laughs> for forever. Hey, I mean, who doesn't like a little eggnog in their uh, um, uh, oh, have the, the the cup from uh, National Lampoon? You know, the moose, oh, the moose, the moose, moose mug, the moose, the moose, the moose is loose. But uh, speaking of holidays, there are so, so many great holiday comic covers out there. What are some of your guys' favorites? Hmm. Bizarre, strange, cool, whatever it might be. Larfleas Christmas special. What is it? The Larfleas Christmas special. Okay. Let me look this up. It's just really cool. It's not creepy or anything. It's just really cool, especially if you're a Green Lantern fan. So what, well, what, what, what does the cover look like? Yeah, I'm looking it up right now. Which one? There's more than one. The Larfleys <laughs> Christmas special? Yeah, there's two covers. Well, there might be a variant. I don't know. I was referring to the original. Is there a Orange Lantern playing a guitar? Yes, that would be him. Okay. That's cool, then. Well, I mean, I kind of got one going off of uh, Green Lantern. If y'all want to pop it up on uh, Google Image real fast. And that's uh, Green Lantern 36. And it's a Christmas one, and it doesn't make much sense. What was it again? Green Lantern 36. And it's a cr- and it's going to be the Christmas issue. Okay, well, while I'm pulling that up, Russ, you, you, yes, that is the one. I'm looking at it again. That is the right one with the with the orange construct playing the guitar. But what you're forgetting to mention is that Larflees is wearing a Santa hat, drinking a bottle of champagne with an Uzi. All right, that's what you're forgetting. <laughs> yeah, he has the gun. <laughs> yeah, I mean the Uzi just a little, you know, the champagne. I mean, come on. Yeah, small, come on. You can't, small you can't, details. Oh, sorry, you can't forget why that cover is that cool. Okay, what was it again? I'm- Okay, Green Lantern Green number Lantern 36, 36 Chris. Gotcha. Okay. Pulling it's like the first it one to pop up. He's it's like you'll see how on the front. Is that are those like Christmas lights around him? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I have seen this one light. before. Yes. The because those Christmas, Christmas lights light. are going to stop that dang Green Lantern ring, man. Amen. If they're all <laughs> yellow, back then they would have. <laughs> <laughs> But oh yeah, if you see God. what I'm talking about, there's even a Christmas tree in the background, so it's like the deadly Christmas tree or something. Well, yeah, it says from Doctor Light to Green Lantern, have a deadly Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> now well I got another... played, Rusty. Well played. I like it. I I've almost another... own that issue now just because of that. Yeah. What do you got, be... Nova? Well, I'm sort of also following on the on the trail of uh, Green Lantern, so. Guy Gardner Warrior. So this is when he was Warrior, not a Green Lantern. Issue number thirty-nine. Um, oh, going down the chimney. Is him going down the chimney, and he's—I yes. guess—he's giving kids like Justice League loot because he's got Superman's cape and Hawkman's uh, helmet and stuff like that. So, <laughs> oh, yes. that's, that's <laughs> you better not cry. You better not pout. Yeah. Oh, Guy Gardner funny. and his sexy elf over here. I have never seen that before. That's awesome. Funny. Type, put in the Vault of Horror, number 35. Not the Vault of Horror, but Horror. <laughs> horror. horror. Oh, yeah. 35. 
<laughs> yes. Like Got the Christmas the tree with a, cough, a coffin right next to it. You know, Merry Christmas tag with a bow around the coffin. You know, the Isn't that there the is... first appearance of uh, Crypt Keeper? I'm not or... sure if it's the first appearance or not. But I just love that they got the husband with an axe about ready to take her head off. It's like, wow, I'm Merry pretty Christmas. sure that was actually turned into, back when they did the, um, uh, Tales from the Crypt. Tales from the Crypt TV Yeah, Tales show. from the Crypt. I'm yeah. pretty sure that they turned that cover into one of the stories yep. on one of the episodes. Yep. Now, the other one I had to throw out there was uh, Sergeant Rock, number 21. You know, I got this Santa Claus skeleton, you know, that's larger than life holding in his hands Sergeant Rock. And I, you see that issue and that cover, it just makes me want to read it. That's cool. I it like the, the, the skull with the beard and everything. That's cool. Yeah, it is. Pretty soon like say, Red Skull will be now known as Green Skull. Right. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I guess that's better than Hot Fudge, right? <laughs> That's true. Anything no. is better than hot fudge. So. <laughs> yeah, really. Oh man. So, oh yeah. Uh, Nova, do you have anything? I've got a super old one. Uh, Batman thirty three. It's basically just Robin trying to put the the star on top of the tree, and he's falling over, and Batman's just <laughs> laughing at him sinisterly <laughs> as this poor kid falls down. <laughs> oh man, oh, I miss God. golden age mm-hmm. stuff was wild. Yeah, but there's golden age. Sw- is awesome. Yeah. Now there's a uh, the what is it? Xmas special um, by Marvel issue number ten. <clears throat> I liked it only because the Marvel corner um, picture that you normally have. It has a Red Skull in a Santa Claus uh, hat. Something you don't even... see too often. <laughs> ah. There's a there's so many. It's absurd. I didn't think there were this many Christmas. You gotta, you gotta I got one. Out. I got one. For I you got. Guys. Okay. What is it? Well, it sounds like Liv's got something first. What do you got? Yeah. All right. Action Comics. One hundred five. That's what I was yes. just about to say. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Look up right. Action Comics one hundred five. It is classic. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I got. I'm pulling that one up. I got to see. Oh. <laughs> Poor Santa. Superman is shoving Santa down the chimney. <laughs> <laughs> And Santa looks so happy about it. It's awesome. That okay. one was absolutely. Oh my god, fantastic. that is hilarious! Turning okay, his big so... belly through the chimney. I got. Oh, and I'm a... looking on eBay. They have one. They have that cover on onesies and sweaters for your baby. <laughs> oh gosh. Ooh, I have a baby pretty soon. I might have to get one. There you should. Go. Yeah. Right. Now. Speaking of classics here, uh, this is a Jim Lee classic, guys, and I figured someone would bring it up, but uh, Samurai Santa, number one. Have y'all seen this before? I have not. Oh, you got to bring it up. it up now. And Jim, this is Jim Lee's first uh, work on a comic. Um, oh, or Elsa. Or else. <laughs> Samurai Santa's coming for you, man. He wants you to have a Merry Christmas. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, oh, that is just... That's uh, interesting, to say the least. Someone's got a comic. It's his first comic. Well, he's done a lot better since then. <laughs> yeah. And it's only going for $32 on eBay. Um, 
One I was going to throw out there is, um, okay, so it's Elvira's House of Mystery, Elvira's Haunted Holidays. It has her sitting on Santa's lap, and she's reading her wish list. And San- Santa looks a little happy. Oh, I'm girl. sure Santa's like, yes. <laughs> There's a couple issues like that with Archie, too. And his elf in the background's like, oh. <laughs> Mrs. Claus will not like this. <laughs> yeah, there's one oh. here. Archie's Christmas stocking, number one. Ar- Ar- Archie on Santa's chair with uh, Veronica on his lap, looking pretty happy. <laughs> so I have a really cool one that um, it's not really crazy, but it's cool. It's cool, man. It's uh, It takes one to kill one, blade number four. Takes one to kill one. Blade four. Let's see if it'll pop up. Yeah, it's the first one there. And it's cool, man. That's crazy cover. Tell me when y'all pull it up. Mine's being unusually slow. Takes one to kill one. Blade number four. This brought, Dead Space was brought to you by four guys in a comic. I'll cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> do, 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 I'm just waiting on y'all to pull it up. What's uh, the full title again? I'm just getting chainsaw oh, blades. I got it. I got it. It's, Blade it's, four. It's Vampire Santa choking the shit out of Blade. Yeah, the art on it looks crazy cool though. Almost like a like a oh, what's yeah, his name? Uh, Mike Del Mundo almost. Yeah. That's nice. Um, I just found one that takes us back to uh, kind of reflects to our podcast uh, a couple weeks ago. A Christmas special, Turbo Man special number one. It happened. <laughs> it already happened. It happened. Wow. I didn't even realize that. Hey, uh, Tap, did you see any of the uh, Lobo Christmas special covers? Uh, Yeah, I think we're going to be getting to that one shortly. I think we're talking about the same one. Yeah. With the knife? Yeah. Um, Okay, so I got an old school funny one. This is like golden age of comic covers. Um, I find this humorous. Comic Cavalcade number nine. Yeah. (laughs) Now, once you get it pulled up, you guys tell me. Is Wonder Woman, Flash, and Green Lantern stealing or delivering these presents? Because <laughs> it looks like Wonder Woman sneaking in this little boy's window and jacking gifts and handing them to Wait, the other guys. What number is this? Comic Cavalcade number nine. Oh, Almost know. every Comic Cavalcade oh, winter cover was awesome. These are great. Oh, my Definitely God. swiping. Yeah, right? Definitely swiping. Yeah. You can see you can see that Jay Garrick's sort of the lookout. He's like looking at the kid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if he wakes up, I'm out of here, guys. We'll boogie out of here. Exactly. Because oh, I was like looking, I was like, oh, they're delivering, and then I got a little bit closer looking. I go, no, that looks like she's stealing. <laughs> <laughs> like the way that present's angled, and she's pulling. Like, she's not delivering. She's jacking that present. Oh my god, I found a cover just through Cavalcade. It is not a Christmas cover, but I'm just going to mention it. The Kool-Aid Man defeats yes. the Third Reich. Yes, Oh yes. my god. <laughs> he goes back in time and fights the Nazis. Anyway. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh man. 
Now, speaking of really messed up covers, though, um, did you know that series Crossed? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Crossed issue three has a Christmas cover. Yeah. Weird. Yeah, I thought it was weird to say the least that uh, there would e- even be a Crossed Christmas cover. But, uh, yeah, there's a bunch of little kids uh, killing Santa Claus. And, yeah, great stuff. Yeah, put in uh, Grim Fairy Tales number one, uh, 2009 holiday edition. Oh, man. Okay. That's well, what I wanted in my Christmas tree. It's <laughs> <was> like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Uh, These are ridiculous. Wow. Jingle I like the, uh, the the 2012 holiday edition one. There's a zombie head in hands in the present, and then Santa's on the outside. Like, whoa. But for some reason, the elf uh, girl has a snake tattooed on the side of her. I don't know why. Yeah, that's the... Uh, uh, I can't think of... Is it Devil's Do that does those? Or uh, Xenoscope, that's who it Xenoscope, is. Xenoscope, yeah. Xenoscope. They're the same ones that do Wonderland and... Uh, yeah, I wonder if Daniel Leister's actually done any of those covers. He does a lot of work for uh, Xenoscope. No, this is just a ridiculous cover. Uh, Saved by the Bell special holiday. I issue. saw that one. So bad. I saw that. Yes, oh it my was. God, it's just terrible. <laughs> it, was, it was bad. So bad. Unless that's you even... what you like. Maybe that's what you like. How does How does that make it past editorial, man? I just I, okay, uh, yeah. maybe. <laughs> I found me a nice cover. Hmm. What is this? Fantastic Four number four from 97. Hmm. What is it? Fantastic Four from 1997. Issue number four. Let me see if I can bring up a better snapshot. Well, while you're you're pulling that up, I was going to throw out that, you know, out of all the comic covers... You see, happen to see over and over again Christmas trees with orbs on it and with a little reflections on there. You know, you, you, you just see those a lot throughout these covers. And I had to throw out there, I know I'm being biased, but one of my favorite happens to be the Nick Fury Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. cover. <laughs> Come on, you got Nick Fury on one or- ornament and you have a reflection of a Hydra Agent on the other. Really makes you wonder what's happening in that room that those reflections work out that way. Yeah, yeah really. <laughs> it's uh, it's secretly Reed Richards now, yeah. looking into the orbs. There you go. Oh. Speaking of that, the uh, Christmas tree ornaments that's going to tie in a little later on today. So yeah, so check out Fantastic Four number four from 1997. Jim Lee, Brandon Choi, and Scott Williams, and it's just. Uh, I don't know. It's a very unsettling cover. It's Christmas? It's Christmas, believe it or not, but it's just weird. Weird? I don't see it. I can't get it to pull up. Yeah, I can't. What year? Uh, search Fantastic Four, the number four, and then Christmas cover, and you'll find it. Oh, there it is. Oh, yeah. Well, then. <laughs> But, mm. but like, hmm. there's I don't so know many. Weird if Sue is 
Sue, I don't know if Sue's ever been so well endowed before. That's uh, I know, right? Look at uh, Mr. Fantastic okay. getting extra uh, stretchy. stretchy. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, hey, yeah, that's that's means. a that's a new look for Sue. Yeah, that is. Maybe it's not Sue. <laughs> that's <Ooh>. possible. <laughs> oh, uh, I don't know. Uh, thing there is looking pretty happy with that huge bag on his back <laughs> what, what is torch doing is he throwing like like a spider web over them or something what's that looks like don't look at now, my oh, sister yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i mean no, he looks so disproportional in that picture though yeah it's no it's, it's like jim what are you doing or who is it's not it's even on. jim lee i guess who who drew the cover do you know <sighs> it was i can't get a good enough shot to see who it was uh, the name is there. Y- w H I L C E. Whitey. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whitey to the cover. Wills. Wills. Seventy six. Oh, I can't. Ninety six. Oh, ninety six. Wills. Ninety six. It says ninety seven. Yeah, the, but but his signature, the artist, um, signed it ninety six. Yeah, because it's a February issue, so they probably drew yeah. it. Quite yeah. in advance. Yeah. That was a little oops. You know what? Uh, this this looks like something to look up on uh, a popular website that tells us about comic books. Yeah. Hmm. You know what? There's some weird stuff that's happened in comics though. Did y'all know that a Doctor Doom once posed as Santa Claus and we called himself Santa Doom? <laughs> Our favorite, yeah, our, one of our favorite Marvel guys, thought he could get away with being Santa Claus. I'm just, I don't know the context behind it or anything. I've seen pictures of it, and it looks pretty old um, in the panels and the art and stuff. But I'm wondering if he was uh, Doom Santa of Latveria, or if he was just, I'm gonna go rob some kids. Well, Doom. I know. I think of the Santa people. from Futurama. <laughs> oh, Robot Santa. <laughs> robot Santa. <laughs> I love Robot Santa. Ah, that's actually... Okay, so I got some info on that Fantastic Four cover. That was a variant cover, no less. And it was done by Wills Portacio and Trevor Scott. Mm-hmm. And it was, a, it was a connecting cover that connected with Iron Man Volume 2 Number 4 as a variant also. Yeah, I'm looking at the Iron Man one now. It's just him sort of sitting there right beside a, a Santa figurine he also looks like he's checking out if you put the covers together i'm sure it looks like he's checking out sue oh, of course why wouldn't <laughs> <I mean? laughs> oh. well we have talked about awesome christmas covers for a while now why don't we open up some of those covers and talk about what's inside of some of these books yes please <clears throat> so we've all each one of us has picked a book um for us to talk about but our job today on this very magical Christmas is to sail live or die here on the issue we're talking about and let him pick what he thinks will be the most interesting one to read. Of course, listeners, you can play along too. Listen in, tell us what you think, post your notes, and let us know what you guys think What was pretty cool. So who wants to go first? I can go. All, All right. right. Yes. Pretty excited about my issue. Um, so, okay, I'll just get rolling then, I guess. So I chose uh, the Lobo Paramilitary Christmas Special. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> I, this was on my list as a possible. And on the cover, it's him standing over a beaten Santa with the knife in his hand. Um, and basically, I guess I guess we'll just do overviews of the story. Um, mm-hmm. So it starts off with like this couple who the husband just got fired from his job, uh, and they're you know they can't buy gifts for their kids, and apparently it seems like their kids are like really dangerous and they'll kill them. So he's like got a shotgun ready to kill them if he has to. Um, but they they get a package at the door and they start thinking, is this a bomb? It, like you know they're it seems like they live in a really bad neighborhood, but it turns out it's a book written by Keith Giffen, um, and the book is basically this whole Lobo story. Um, which is Lobo going to uh, meet this drunken rabbit who turns out is the Easter rabbit who is just getting hammered on wine. Um, And the Easter rabbit tells him that Santa Claus is getting too popular. Everyone only cares about Santa Claus. They don't care about the Easter bunny anymore. They don't care about (laughs) any other fictional uh, holiday character. Um, So he basically hires Lobo to kill Santa Claus. Um, Turns out Santa Claus has become like this huge dictator or something and he's like running his elves to you know disrepair um so that's how that starts he goes to the north pole and it's like there's like steam there's like huge oil refineries in it and it just looks like this uh crazy industrial um workshop so (laughs) he starts sniping elves he makes his way through the gate um, and all these elves are fighting him. Uh, it's just crazy Lobo stuff. You know how he does his thing, um, just completely slaughtering everyone. And it's actually really weird because there's a lot of blood and uh, and guts here. Like there are eyeballs flying out. Um, there are brains all over the place. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's just it's pretty brutal, but it's a lot of fun. Um, the art is amazing. I think of Simon Bisley doing the artwork. And yeah, I mean, once he takes out all the elves, his dog gets into it as well. He has this crazy pit bull who's just, like, decapitating elves and, like, ripping off their arms. Um, It's pretty bad. And he gets to go, he gets to fighting Santa, who's this, like, kingpin sort of character. He's got this huge gorilla with him. It doesn't make any sense. It's just this gorilla who guards him. Uh, And yeah, you know, just what the cover tells you, they fight it out. And Lobo notices the naughty or nice list. And he says, these nice people, I don't like nice people, so I guess I got to kill them all. And naughty people, well, they're competition for the main man because they want to do naughty things, and I'm the worst of them all. So what does he do? He gets every single nuclear bomb that Santa has in his workshop because, again, he's sort of, you know, he's gone crazy. And um, there's one part I really like about this. He's basically getting all the, the reindeer together, and he he goes into uh, the stable, and he says, Rudolph, lead my sleigh tonight, or I'll blow you away. And Rudolph says, no, never, you're naughty, much too naughty. And all you see on the next panel is blam and thud. <laughs> so he, he killed Rudolph. Uh, yeah, and then he says, oh, there's one line in here where he's talking to elves as well, and he's like, all right, guys, I'll, uh, I'm going to show you a... Uh, what what um, candy canes are really supposed to be used for uh, as he goes and proceeds to, uh, you know, put it where the sun don't shine. But anyway, um, so what Lobo basically does is bombs everyone on the naughty and nice list. Um, and <laughs> I guess that's how Christmas goes. Um, and yeah, he the issue ends off with him uh, flipping us off, him and his pit bull flipping us off while they both have cigars in their mouths, saying, Merry Xmas, compadres. Ho, ho, frag and ho. Uh, High quality. 
really what a heartwarming issue it yes. was very much in the tone of most typical christmas stories man that that, that movie to do <laughs> i'm not eating but, a candy cane for a long time <laughs> but yeah, it was a lot of fun um if you guys like lobo which i'm sure most people do uh it's a nice little you know lobo taste take on christmas very nice very good very good i like i like live or die approve of this comic yes Alright. So Rusty, I know you're itching. Okay. So the issue that I'm pulling up, you've or that I'm gonna talk about, it's something that you've probably seen the cover of before, uh, especially if you played uh Marvel uh, World of Heroes. Okay? And um it is the Marvel Holiday Special one shot from two thousand ten. And um, on the cover, it has that iconic one of where it's Spider-Man upside down, like that has Wolverine wrapped up in the Christmas lights. Yes, and the Marvel War of Heroes card actually blinked. The Christmas lights blinked. I loved it. Yep. And uh, so I'm doing that issue. And now it's full of different stories in it, but the first story in it dealing with Spider-Man and Wolverine is really good. Um, Spider-Man, or Peter Parker, is at uh, the Daily, you know, he's talking to Jameson, and he Jameson wants better pictures, so he can, you know, he always wants better pictures. Anyways, Peter's like, hey, can I get an advance on my... Uh, on my pay so I can take Mary Jane out for a night on the town for New Year's and stuff. And Jameson's like, if you get me better pictures, I will definitely do it. And so he goes out and he's like, okay, I got to get better pictures. But he also wants to make it on time to Aunt May's Christmas party. So he's bringing a cake this year and he's always late. And he promises he's not going to be late this year. Now, this is when Wolverine comes in. Out of nowhere, we see him, like, in a sewer, and he's talking to himself, saying he's the best there is, what he does, and his typical bub stuff, okay? And um, he is on a mission to find a sentinel that they believe is in the sewers under New York, okay? And uh, supposedly they shut down the program, but some got misplaced. So he believes that there's a sentinel under New York. He goes and he finds the Sentinel, and then none other than department store Santa Claus is there waiting for him with the Sentinel. And he wanted to get his revenge on the department store by rewiring this Sentinel to be used for Santa Claus evil. And um, a little thing about Santa Claus we find out later on after... uh, he gets wild loose and they start fighting in the streets. You know, your stereotypical thing that's going to happen is Peter swings by with the cake and he has to stop and help because, you know, he can't just leave poor Wolverine there. Cause in the issue, Wolverine gets stomped like maybe eight to 12 times to where he's just like crushed and the guy's ignoring him basically. But, you know, he Peter's trying to calm uh, Wolverine down, make sure he doesn't kill Santa Claus and um, he keeps talking about all the great things that Santa's done, you know, and, like, how he's just some poor guy that got, le- like, laid off of his job. But come to find out a little bit later on, we learn why Santa got laid off from his job, and this is one of the weirdest parts of the whole comic. Um, apparently, department store Santa stole $5,000 worth of lingerie from the department store. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Well, yeah, I don't know what he did with it, but he stole five thousand dollars worth of lingerie from the department store, got caught, and got oh. fired. 
Ho, ho, ho. Yeah. Well, he didn't technically, I guess, get fired. He got demoted to Department of Sanitation instead of Department of Santa Claus. So they get let him keep his job at least. I don't know how, but yeah, well. yeah. anyways, you know, to stop Wolverine, Peter throws the cake at him and ruins the cake. And you get to see Wolverine covered in the cake. And they have a heartfelt moment where like he's like, thanks, Bub, for stopping me from making a mistake. Uh, you know, <laughs> typical Wolverine stuff. And the best part about the comic is Wolverine feels bad that he ruined his cake. So he's like, hey, man, there's a party going on at the X-Mansion right now. We get a funny call from Bobby Drake talking about all the women at the party. Okay. Do they have stolen lingerie? <laughs> I just, it's <laughs> ironic. You know what I mean? And then... Um, he they he's like okay you need to swing by the X mansion with me so they swing by the X mansion and then you see panels of Peter at the party with a new cake and you're like oh where'd the cake come from and then at the very end you see pictures I guess that he turned into Jameson and uh, he's like why did you run that picture I didn't want you to run that's not the picture I expected you to run and he's like I what if someone's offended by this and then you see uh, the front page of the bugle. And it is Wolverine in a apron with a chef hat on cooking a cake for Peter. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, it's a good so, issue. So At the very, very end, we see um, it shows Jameson, like, talking about, oh, this is the best, you know? And it shows Iceman, like, making a giant snowball on top of the uh, Daily. <laughs> the daily. Uh, and... Uh, He's like, well, you just wait until you come outside, and he's basically Wolverine's going to push a giant snowball on Jameson. Yeah. <laughs> stuff. Oh wow! So so Wolverine got caked. Is that is that what you're saying? Uh, he got caked. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! It's a good issue though. <laughs> there was a lot of fun I... stuff that happened in a very very short amount of time. So. Mm-hmm. That's that's nice. I like that. Nice. It's good. Five spirit there. Yeah, laundry cool. Santa. Cool. Yes. So tap. What do you got in store for us tonight? <laughs> so what I've got is actually the new. It's well, it's one of the stories out of the new DC holiday special that is being released. Um, it's like a hundred ish pages long because it's like several different stories written by several different people. Um, Harley Quinn is hosting it, um, which I'm kind of like, eh, whatever. But the nice thing is, is that Paul Dini is doing the scripting on it. It's not, uh, it's not Connor and Palmiotti, like current Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. Um, so what is going on in the story that I'm going to discuss is a story written none other than by Tim Seeley. And Ooh. it's a Batman Superman, uh, kind of a Christmas tale with Batman Superman. And uh, it's not quite as, like, funny or odd as Lobo and five grand worth of lingerie. Uh, But nonetheless, I thought it was still pretty cool. So, in the story, uh, you got basically Bruce and Superman. um, They're talking about going to, like, a Christmas party or whatever, and they need to have some time off and stuff and Superman's battling this one thing. And then, uh, Bruce says, Oh, it's time. All the stores are closing. And, um, Superman's like, yeah, I, John really wants this. It's basically like a PS4 and Xbox one, but it's called a monkey 
Monkey Vision or something like that's the name of the the name of the video game console. He's like, yeah, John really wants a Monkey Vision, and he's like, well, you better hurry. It's the toy of the year, and so suit they show Superman flying like all over the world looking for this Monkey Vision. And it's nowhere to be found. Everywhere, it's like jingle all the way. Every store he goes to, <laughs> it's sold out, right? Or like he'll walk in, dress as Clark Kent, and there's like this old woman, and she's like, oh, you gotta be quicker than me to get the last of these. Ha ha! And she like walks off with the last one. So then he flies, I think it's in New York or somewhere. Maybe it's Gotham, I don't remember. But he goes somewhere. He walks into a toy store. He's like, ah, the last one. And he goes to grab it, all right? And he's dressed up as Clark Kent. As he goes to grab it, Damian Wayne jumps in, <laughs> snatches it up, That's great, and says, uh, "Oh yeah, faster than a speeding bullet, but not <laughs> faster than Damian Wayne, Mister Smith." And then he walks <laughs> off with the monkey vision. Now, prior oh, to Damian Wayne snatching the monkey vision from underneath uh, Superman's grasp, there's a scene where. Uh, John calls Damien on the phone and he's like, Hey Damien, like, what are you doing? And, uh, John is like staring out the window at the snowfall, you know, classic Kansas Christmas, etc. And Damien's like beating the crap out of all of these Gotham baddies. And Damien's like, Oh, you know, just fighting these guys, blah, blah, blah. How are, how are you doing? And John asks him, well, don't you ever just want to be a kid? And he's like, yeah, well, you know, crime doesn't stop. So, you know, we always patrol Gotham. And then later on is when he steals the thing out from under Superman. So now fast forward, and it's Batman. So Bruce, excuse me, it's not Batman, it's Bruce. Bruce and Damien come to dinner over at the Clark's, uh, Clark's house. And they're all sitting down there eating. And the thing that I also thought was pretty funny about this is Clark, Lois, and John are all wearing the exact same hideous rainbow Rudolph Christmas sweaters. All right. They all have on the exact same ugly Christmas sweaters. They're sitting around the table. And then you got Bruce and Damien that are like dressed in suit and ties and stuff. And uh, they're all sitting around the table. They're hanging out and stuff. And they're like, okay, it's time to open gifts. And then they're like, yay. And Lois goes, well, there's only, it's Christmas Eve. You guys only get one gift. And so John goes and he opens up his gift. And as he's opening up, Clark's like, you know, John, I tried really hard to get, and then John's like, monkey vision! And he's like, thank you so much, Damien! Damien stole the thunder <laughs> from Clark. Damien oh, went man. and bought him the, the monkey vision that he wanted, and uh, so then Batman and Clark are outside, and Bruce, and you know, he's telling him, you know, sorry that you know he stole the thunder from you. And he says, you know, it's fine, because... He gave him something more than what I could. Friendship. And then they show like the two inside playing monkey vision, right? Now, if you're reading any of the new Rebirth stuff like Nova and I are, you guys are going to know kind of how cool this moment was to see John yeah. and Damien hanging out playing video games and stuff together like normal kids. Um, so that's what hit me kind of in the feels a little bit this issue was because I'm reading all the Rebirth stuff. On top of that... Uh, there's a, it ends with Bruce saying, uh, or with Clark asking Bruce to stay and hang out for a little bit. And Bruce is like, you know, Santa Claus or crime doesn't stop for Santa Claus. Neither do we. And, uh, Clark's like, Oh, the come loser. on. It'll be fine for a night. And so then they, 
so then they say something about going in and playing monkey vision and Clark's like, I'm going to beat ya. And like, they both like, so you see Clark and Superman both or Clark and Batman both run inside to go play monkey vision against each other. So I thought that was also kind of funny that Superman and Batman are going to be playing video games together on Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it was just kind of a heartwarming, well-written story by Tim Seeley. The art was really fun in it too. And like I said, if you're reading current rebirth, Superman, Batman stuff, you kind of, you're going to understand why that story was so kind of fun and, and, uh, relevant at this time. So yeah, that was mine. It was a fun, heartwarming in the feels story. Very cool. Nice. You brought me a fine specimen, fine specimen. Thank you, sir. (laughs) Well, man, we've covered lots of different publishers. I think we're going to cover all, all the major ones tonight because I'm bringing to us, um, the Image Holiday Special from 2005. How did and, I know that was going to happen? Yes, yes, because, you know, I just love my image. And for you image yes. lovers out there who are with me, you know that this is a pain in the butt issue to find. Um, but it's uh, really well done. It's a 100-page comic, uh, ad-free, with 25 different stories brought to you by the different uh popular image writers at the time and i'm just going to go over three ish um stories that i thought were interesting or interesting enough to talk about we should say um keep in mind these are very quick quick stories the first one is by that i'm going to talk about is by b claymore and y'all y'all know how much i love b claymore when we had our podcast with him uh we even discussed uh this holiday special really briefly and reading the, the story that he wrote, I understand why we talked about it briefly, <laughs> because I'm, it's one of those stories that's like, really, what, what, what were you thinking? What is this exactly about? And what the story basically is, it's World War II, and you have some monks in the church, which, okay, so you have monks in a Catholic church, and they have, um, they, they have a little orphanage girl that just had her parents killed. And then it breaks away to our uh, hero who is out there fighting Nazis, and he has a little satchel in his hand that he keeps trying to uh, protect. And it gets shot out of his hand, and he recovers it, and he's really trying to protect the satchel. And as it goes along, he ends up inside the uh, church, opens up the satchel, and hands the orphan a little doll. End story. (laughs) And I'm just kind of like, that's it? <laughs> okay. All right. So um, from, from that, I'm going to move on to a little bit of Robert Kirkman, which is the reason why this issue is so difficult to come by. We have a little Walking Dead Christmas story issue in here. And this is the first time that Kirkman had done something outside of the series with Walking Dead. And so it starts off, we have uh, Morgan. Uh, everybody knows who Morgan is, right? Yes. Okay. All right. So we have Morgan, and at this time he's still living in uh, the house with Dwayne. And Dwayne is, you know, it's like, I'm bored, Dad. You know, I've read all of my comics so many times; they're all boring. And of course, in his hand, he has a copy of Invincible. <laughs> so he's all, you know, like, man, I'm just so bored. You know, it's the holidays. You know, so. Uh, Morgan goes over the Christmas tree. He's like, you know, son, 
I might as well just give you my Christmas gift now because, you know, I don't know what if it's Christmas today or if it was two days ago or two days from now. Let's just celebrate it now. Here's my Christmas gift that I found for you while scavenging for supplies. So, you know, Dwayne opens, you know, his Christmas present all excited. And what does he get? A box of batteries and a Game Boy with some games. Yeah. And he's all excited. And, you know, all of a sudden, you know, Morgan starts recounting about the the horrors of the dead and his wife and, you know, how this is a wonderful time of the year where we should, you know, be thankful for what we have. And he turns over to, you know, Dwayne and he's like, I'm sorry, son, to be rambling on. And his son looks over from the Game Boy. He's like, huh? I'm sorry, Daddy. Did you say something? (laughs) Really? Oh, it's a cool little story, especially for Walking Dead fans and something outside of the series. But the last one I'm going to discuss, which is my favorite one out of it, um, a little bit of spawn. All right, yeah. who doesn't like a little bit of spawn? Yeah. yeah. So it is eleven fifty nine p.m. on Christmas Eve, and we have this little boy in his what uh, uh, onesie pajamas with his little stuffed bear in his hand, coming downstairs to the Christmas tree, and he's starting to um, shake his Christmas gifts when he notices a little. Uh, Christmas uh, ornament, a little orb on the tree. Like I said before, earlier, you know, uh, we're talking about Christmas orbs. Well, this orb has a New York uh, design inside of it, and it says New York 05. And all of a sudden, he hears a crash inside the orb. So the little boy goes up really, really close and starts looking into this ornament. And he sees some shadows inside of New York City moving around, and it happens to be our spawn fighting Angela and they're in a big fight. And you know, the little boy's watching the fight and spawn gets knocked down. And Angela's has, is right about ready to kill spawn. He's, she's right about ready to make that, you know, that death move. And the little boy takes his finger and flips, flicks the, uh, the Christmas orb on the Christmas tree. And when he flicks it, the city of New York shakes and Angela falls down and uh, Spawn is saved and takes her weapon and snaps it in half. And the little boy is just like, oh, oh my gosh. No parents are calling down. You know, Kevin, you better not be downstairs shaking Christmas gifts again. And he's like, no, I'm just getting some water. And so he runs upstairs. And at the end of it, you know, Spawn um, puts his hand up and also a little magic comes at his fingers. And a little Christmas gift appears under the Christmas tree for the boy with a little spawn tag on the on the on the top of the bow. <laughs> so, nice. Yes, was that it was, McFarlane? Was it McFarlane writing? Actually, no. It was written by uh, where was that? Um, Brian Haverlin. Okay. Yeah, and I thought it was very well done. It was a really nice, cool, touching, and different type of uh, Christmas story that. You- that you see so very cool but that wraps that up so uh Liv what did you think of all these wonderful great things what really sold you I, I was very moved by your your presentation so I very much liked it I have to tell you this uh, you all have picked some very very good books and and live or die here he uh, he likes them all very much I have to tell you, though, my favorite of all these four books has to be something near and dear to my heart. And that has to be the Monkey Vision. Huh? Yeah! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all okay. right. 
all good books. Yeah. I, I love the Spawn. Um, yeah, I have. I've heard about that that holiday special like it's a myth. Like I've never seen a physical copy ever, and I checked online. They're going for like a hundred dollars in good condition. Oh, look yeah. at that! Look at that pimp. There oh, it is in my hand. You know, and I've, I've, I think I've seen it online, like, you know, like little pictures here and there, you know, yeah. digital images. Um, really cool. Uh, I, I've seen the Lobo issue. Uh, I can't even find that DC issue. I need to find out where to get that. So, tap. I'll hook up with you later. Um, but I really, I, I just like the idea of, of, you know, Batman playing video games and everybody chilling and, and mm-hmm. missing out. You know, that's that's kind of a fun way to like pull out the the thunder from him and really make him look like a fool for once. <laughs> yes, it's <laughs> that is uh, cool. Well, and also coming back to that, you said making him look like a fool. There's a little scene at the end where um, Clark asks Bruce. He says, "Did you know about this?" And Bruce kind of interrupts and he says, "World's greatest detective." And then it's like dot dot dot. And then he goes, "No, I had no idea." it was was pretty good i like that i like that i don't know it just it it felt like the true meaning of christmas like i really like that book it was a good good feels book yes well for all you listeners out there i know you got some kind of uh marvel dc image some kind of comic related something under the tree this year love to see what it is Please go ahead and post a pic of it over on our Twitter. You know, just share it. Share some love. Let's see what you got for Christmas. Yeah, go go spray some graffiti on our Facebook page and like you know let us know. These are my uh, special Christmas underoos from Batman and Robin. Hey, or tweet it out to us. We'll definitely uh, get your tweets. Yeah. yeah. Well, gentlemen, I think it's time for us to get back to our families. It is Christmas, and it's been fun. Not even a mouse was a stir, right? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Santa's dropped off all the gifts, eaten all the cookies, and put your mom to bed. That's a wrap on 2016. The Four Guys thanks you for another awesome year. We've got lots of great Four Guys stuff coming your way in 2017, so be sure to keep up with us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and the World Wide Web. Be sure to post pictures of your great comic gifts on our Twitter feed and get featured on a future podcast. Thanks for joining us. Now tuck yourselves into bed and dream of Nova playing on his sled. Ho, ho, ho.